Welcome to the Get Up and Hope podcast. My name is William Thomas. Thank you for joining your hosts, my dad, David Thomas, and his friend Joe Carr. Hello, this is David, and in this episode, we talk about the facades we create in our lives that may also block us from seeing hope. We ask the question, are we really showing people who we are, or only living as if we are actors on a stage? Wow. Well, welcome back to another episode of Get Up and Hope. We sure are excited that you've decided to join us again, and we hope that you are excited to hear what we have to say today. And today's one of those weird days where, you know, like we want this to be a very positive, hopeful, exciting message. And I think there is something to it, but sometimes it's important for us to also address the barriers to hope. And so that's a little bit of what today's going to be about. So lead us in, David. What what are we talking about today? Yeah, we're talking about the exciting issue (laughs) of hypocrisy and being vulnerable. (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm intrigued already. (laughs) Right, right. And it's one of those things, like you said, it's not necessarily a fun thing to talk about because it requires us to deal with things in our own thoughts and in our own hearts. And I think even as we're talking about it, it can be a struggle because things will start to come to mind. And you think every time you think you make progress, you always realize there's so much more. It's a pretty cliche thing to say in Christianity that the more you know about God, the more you realize the less you know about God. Well, I think mm-hmm. that's also true in how we are as, as beings is right when we think we really have a handle on something we realize, oh man, that's just the beginning of what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't give up hope at that point, but we do need to realize that it, it is a struggle. We are trying to lean into this idea of a hopeful life and hopeful experience. And I, I know we have been probably the most hopeful of our friends. And yet at times we all fall into the same traps of thinking very negatively and having a pessimistic worldview. That's what we want to be addressing. We got to start with ourselves. I think I mentioned this in a previous uh, episode that vulnerability has always been one of those pathways towards hope. And of course, the barrier is in order to be vulnerable, you have to deal with the fact that you've kind of projected this persona sometimes. Right. Since we were, what, 13 years old, we got to grow up in a way that a lot of people don't. We had parents who allowed us to pursue music Mm -hmm. and we spent a lot of our time on stage. And so, you know, that just, that makes it so much easier to project a certain image of ourselves out there. And it's not that we're necessarily lying. It's just, we're letting people see what we want them to see in a way that brings them enjoyment and also brings us affirmation. Hmm. If we do that in every area of our life, that can also end up creating almost this false facade of what we want people to see. And that might not really represent who we are. I know you have experience building sets on stages for plays, right? Yeah, no, I was actually going to say, that's what it reminds me of is being on the stage as an actor, but I was also employed by an organization where I was the technical director. So that means I was kind of in charge of designing and creating a set for each production that we did. We had to create these facades that the intention was to transport the actors and also the audience into a different time and place 
so that they can better suspend reality for a period to really enjoy this story. And obviously people knew that it was just a false background. It was a facade. It was sometimes we actually literally use projection, but a lot of times it was just made out of lumber or canvas. And the idea was just to give the nod or give the intention. Here's where we are today. And of course, there's a whole art form to stage design. We do that in ourselves sometimes. We build up these facades and say, hey, look at me. This is who I am. Right. Obviously, it's fine to do that in situations like a concert or for a play or even for a movie. I think the problem is when we take that practice of just presenting a certain perception of ourselves and we start to do that in our everyday life with our relationships, with everything else, it starts to bleed over and it can create this situation where we're not only lying to other people, but we're lying to ourselves. I don't want to always be knocking on social media, but I think a big part of that bleed over has happened because it's all of a sudden we're all always on a stage if we want to be. Oh, absolutely. And you're right. What we create are these false images of who we are that tend to lead toward hopelessness, which is the opposite of what we're after. And I think they lead to hopelessness because of two ways. One, because either we're unsatisfied that we can ever be the person that we really, really want to be, or it can lead to this time of introspection where we're realizing I'm not who I project to be. I don't think we always do this purposely, but there are times when we do this purposely. We try to project an image of ourselves for different reasons. I'm thinking of this time a couple of years ago, I went to Arizona with my dad and we were in Phoenix visiting one of his childhood friends. I said, let's go outside of the city today and let's go hiking in the mountains. So we went out and it was really hot. So our hike was, you know, we drove halfway up the side and found a good place. <laughs> and, <laughs> but as we found this really cool part, we're sitting on this, these rocks and we're just kind of looking out because you can just see awesome views when you get high up. All of a sudden we start to hear somebody next to us, like putting together this selfie sticks that people walk around with sometimes. He's parking his car right next to where we are. And then he walks just out of sight and then turns around and starts taking video of himself walking up this part of the mountain right there. But the way he sounded and the things that he was saying was like he was trying to give off this perception that he had just climbed from the base of the mountain. And he was like breathing heavy, like he was out of breath. And my dad and I looked over and after he got out of earshot, we were like, I wonder where he was supposed to be today. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. That is so interesting. He was, he was trying to convince all of his Instagram followers that he was this right. great outdoors person when the whole time he actually just drove to the spot and got out of the car. Right. That is funny. Right. He was an actor in that sense. Right. Yeah. Which reminds me a lot of what Jesus was saying about the people who he was criticizing at, at one time was they called them hypocrites, which really was nothing more than they were actors because the hippodrome was the theater of the time. And so he's like, what's behind the mask doesn't match what's on the outside. Because hypocrite wasn't originally a derogatory term. Right. It just meant you were an actor. We would call Chris Pine, a hypocrite for pretending to be Captain Kirk, you know, <laughs> yeah. in a, in a movie. But the, the problem again is when we start to be actors in our everyday lives. I think that's 
getting to the root of one of the hurdles to us really pursuing what is meant for us because we are so worried about keeping up this false image of ourselves, this facade that we're worried that if it comes tumbling down, we'll be exposed for who we really are. We might not be that proud of what we find out about ourselves and what other people see if that happens. Okay. I got a, a personal question for you, David. Yeah. Are, are we professional podcasters or are we just pretending to be? <laughs> I think that we are two friends recording our conversations. <laughs> I think that's oh, great. Yeah. I say that because it's important that in order to overcome hypocrisy, you have to start with some vulnerability, don't you? Right. Yeah. That's been something that's been really key in my life because for a long time, I might have thought I was being genuine and vulnerable, but sometimes it was just an act, you know, to get people to like whatever I had to say. But I remember one conversation I was having with a friend and I was being very genuine and I was sharing a lot of disappointments and frustrations. And he said to me, he said, you know, your vulnerability, Joe, is your superpower. And I was taken aback for a second. I was like, what do, what do you mean? He said, when you are vulnerable, you create a space for other people to be honest and authentic. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, that, that's so interesting. I, I tended to think of my vulnerability as maybe a gripe session, you know? <laughs> right. I guess maybe the way we grew up hearing about vulnerability was like some bad accountability or you had to like spill your guts every time you're talking to somebody. And I'm not advocating for that. I think that's not very wise. Only in certain scenarios, I'm going to show you all my cards and be real with you for a minute. And I think what it does, it empowers another person to also feel very real. A good example of that might be when I was a youth minister for many years, I used to default to self-deprecating humor just to lighten the mood or help everybody feel comfortable in the situation. And I realized over time that that was a very endearing thing for a lot of the kids who are in our youth group. Because if you think about it, you know, as a teenager, there's so much social pressure in order just to be yourself. And you're feeling so much anxiety in this moment of like trying to figure out who am I? And so the fact that I was able to laugh at myself almost softened it for everyone else, that they were able to feel comfortable in their own skin too. And I think that that was, that, that was effective in that particular scenario, but I've, I found it very effective in a lot of areas in my life. Previous generations, you know, we saw people just keeping everything locked up inside and you didn't talk about anything. Right, And so I think we, we were swinging on the opposite end of that pendulum and saying, no, you need to be vulnerable. We need to be transparent. We want to be real. And that resulted in what you were talking about, almost this sense that you're not being real if you're not constantly exposing every area of your life. And that's not healthy. You want to, you want to do that with wise people. You want to do it in a wise way. So I think the word accessibility is a little bit more in line with what we mean is is being honest with ourselves so we can access those areas of our lives that need to be addressed, but then also so we can be accessible to other people as well who may be struggling and we can sympathize with them and help them as they realize they may not be the only person dealing with whatever they're facing. Yeah, maybe another word for that would be authenticity. Have you ever had somebody come up to you and say, now I'm just being honest. <laughs> and basically it yeah. means like, 
I'm yeah. going to complain and you need to accept it because they're, they're being honest, you know, but right. is it helpful in this moment? I don't know. Uh, I'm just being honest with you, David. Okay. Hang on. Let me go get my shield real quick. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Prepare for the worst is what that word means. You know, Right. Right. The extremes in vulnerability can be, I'm going to like bear my soul and tell you all of my deepest wounds. Or I can go to that other extreme of I'm going to be honest, quote unquote. I think our goal needs to be authentic living. Right. Not going to the extreme of just going around burdening everybody with every little issue that's happening in our lives, but we're willing to be honest about the difficulties we're facing, especially when it helps another person, but also when it comes to dealing with issues ourselves and breaking up those issues. I recently had to replace some tile in my kitchen. And if you've ever replaced floor tile, you know that the process of scraping up the other tile beforehand is not fun. <laughs> There's some areas that it's a lot harder to pry up that tile off the floor, but you have to get down to this flat surface so that you have a good uh, substrate to put the new tile over. So my wife had to run out and do an errand after I started this. She came back and, and I had cuts on my arms and you know, there was <laughs> dust everywhere and little shards of the tile everywhere. And she said, what happened? And I said, it's not easy. <laughs> like, ramming this scraper into the cement that's down holding this tile. But you have to do that to get to the point where you have that floor that you can walk in and say, hey, this looks nice. This is mm -hmm. what I want. And I think that's part of what we're talking about with the ability to be vulnerable is one, just being vulnerable with ourselves about the areas of our lives that need to be broken up or need to be addressed because right. we can't get to that point of this is what I'm looking for, or, or I'm going to pursue this. If we can't get over that first hurdle of breaking up the things that are preventing us from getting there. And a lot of times we don't even want to start the work because we know it's going to be difficult. We know it's going to give us cuts and bruises. And we know that there's going to be a lot of cleanup to be able to start down that path of pursuing uh, what God has for us or what our hopes are, or what we want for our future, for our family's future. What we find ourselves doing a lot of times is putting up this facade and making it look like we're on the journey because that's a lot easier than starting this journey. Mm -hmm. That's right. A lot of the personas and the facade that we project and, and put up, we think we're fooling everybody else. Have you ever seen those window sticker attachments, the things that kind of go on the outside of a building or might even go outside of a car? It has an image on one side, but when you go inside the Burger King or whatever it may be, and you look out the window, it's just like tiny little holes and you can see completely out. From the outside, it looks like this is not even a window anymore. It has an image on there. But from the other side, you know, you can see right through. So it's not so much necessarily a journey of having to come clean to another person, but it's more about being honest with yourself. And you're right. right, doing that internal work of scraping up your tiles and getting a floor that you can build up from here. Right. And another good example of this is many people have read Dante's Inferno, considered one of the greatest writings of all time. And he talks about some people that he encounters on his journey that are walking eternally in a circle. And at first from a distance, he sees them and they're wearing these beautiful robes and they look like they could be princes or something. But then when he gets closer, he sees that they're struggling to walk and they look exhausted. And then when he's actually able to talk to them, he finds out that on the inside of these beautiful robes 
they're lined with this heavy lead that's weighing them down and is a burden for them to wear. And they don't realize that all they have to do is take these things off and they would be free. But they don't want to give up that image that they've created of this of this princely figure wearing this nice robe. Hmm, wow. We have a choice. It's either choose to do the inner work and deal with these uh, personas and these facades that we project or wait for the crisis to come whenever either somebody else points it out in kind of an embarrassing way or the walls just crumble on their own. And then we're stuck at that point where we have to deal with not just the uh, vulnerability and going deeper, but to deal with the embarrassment and, and the difficulty of the situation, the heaviness of it. Right. Going back to the analogy of the facade, you know, we can either accept that this image that we've put up is nothing more than a couple inches thick hiding what's really there and say, okay, well, I'm going to take this down and be honest, or we can wait for a storm to come past and it's just going to blow that thing over because it's not an actual stable structure that's actually built on a solid foundation. Great way to put that. I'm ready to move on to the next part of the conversation, which is the hardest part. So where do we go from here? Once we've identified that we're carrying around this persona or facade, how do we deal with that? Well, I think after we go through that phase of self-assessment, which I think we should always be doing so that it helps us identify issues in our life early instead of waiting till they really become that hard cement that you have to scrape up. For me, it's found in turning to my faith. Regardless of who you are, though, I think a good practice is meditation for me, it's, it's also prayer because you have that time to sit in silence and allow thoughts to come to our mind and we address them, whether it's something silly that we need to move past it, or if it's something that you can identify as a real issue that you need to address. And maybe addressing that issue is just as simple as changing your habits or trying to change your mindset about that person or that thing. Maybe it's something that you need to take to somebody else. Sometimes the only way to address that issue as difficult and uncomfortable as it is, is to go to somebody that maybe you have an issue with, or maybe you need to go to somebody and say, Hey, I need help with this. That's one of the ways that people overcome addiction is they join some kind of group of people who are dealing with the same issues that they can work through their steps to freedom together. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad we live in a time period when we have de-stigmatized mental health issues. It's more accepted that you go seek help. Right. But the key is to know when you do need help because otherwise it gets too far. And that's when we start talking about the tile analogy again, that cement mm -hmm. that's hardened, that it's even harder to scrape up because we've just allowed it to stay there instead of admitting that we do need help. What's key though, is having people that we know we can rely on that are wise people when we're trying to deal with those situations. I think about this time that I faced where I didn't know who to go to. I felt like I didn't have anybody around. It was one of those times where I felt like everything was crumbling around me. So I was at an event where I was helping promote a youth program that I had worked on for a city in Florida. And this was a statewide event. I was speaking with these different authors at that event. And on the outside, it looked like everything was great. But I knew on the inside, like everything was collapsing around me, right? So then I walk out of that event and I get in my car and I call my dad and he picks up the phone and it was dead silence. I couldn't say a thing. He said, hello. And I, I couldn't even respond. Like that's how 
I felt because I realized I don't have the words to express how I'm feeling right now. And eventually what came out was I don't know how to handle this anymore. And he said, get up here. And that's the kind of people we need in our life. Maybe it's not a parent. Maybe it's not uh, somebody that you're related to, but somebody that you can reach out to no matter what you're going through, who is just welcoming and they're willing to help you where you are. Amen. For people of faith, that's what Jesus offers to us. He, he never says, you're going to be prosperous. You're going to be wealthy. You're going to be healthy. What he says is, I've demonstrated that I'm willing to come down here and walk through everything with you that you're going to face. And that's how we are Jesus for other people, or that's how we're God for other people. We're walking through those situations with people. So I think that's a big thing, especially for Christians that we need to be willing to do. So in that period of doing this really big self-assessment and having to deal with our own demons, I'm not prepared, nor do I want to put myself in a situation to go out and try and share a lot of hope with other people. I need to enter into that period and stay with it long enough so that I build up the confidence that I have in my new identity. And then I think I can go out and share some hope with other people. When we are honest about the issues we're facing, we can be honest with other people and that can give them hope that they're not the only person struggling through similar situations. By dealing with the reality of who I am underneath all this, I begin to have greater empathy for other people in their situations. And by empathy, I think what we do is we create connection with other people. And then when they've witnessed us and our journey, that also allows them to grow in their journey. And again, all these things are like, basically, I think the the steps towards having a very hopeful, positive, uh, forward-looking life. Do you have any kind of concluding final thoughts? Yeah, I just want to say, that the first step as we're trying to pursue hope is to be willing to let down the facade, to be willing to access the truth about ourselves and who we are, what we need to deal with, and then begin to live that way. Then we can move forward into our future and become accessible to others so we can help others realize the hope that they can have as well. We're honored that anyone listening would choose to participate and listen to what we're having to say. And if it means something to you, we encourage you, of course, to reach out to us. Let us know about where you are in your journey and let us know that it was encouraging to you. So have a great day. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Get Up and Hope. If you have enjoyed this discussion, please take a moment to help us out by leaving us a review and be sure to subscribe to this podcast in order to receive future episodes. Thanks again.